Hey everybody. Hey everybody. Welcome to Our, Our Odd, Odd Pod, Pod podcast. podcast. A podcast dedicated to the odd, the macabre, and everything in between. That's my line. I know. I don't like that. That's Can we redo weird. it? Yeah. Let's start over. <laughs> hey everybody. Hey everybody. Welcome to Our, Our Odd, Odd Pod, Pod podcast. podcast. A podcast dedicated to the odd, the macabre, and everything else in between. And everything in between. Hello again, it's me, Billy. And it's Felicia. Coming to you live from Not our so house, our, our apartment. <laughs> Coming to you one day in the past because we are procrastinators. It's what we do. So how's it going? So far, so good. I mm-hmm. took a sleeping pill last night and I finally got some sleep. Nice, like a Z-Quil kind of? Yeah, something equivalent to a Z-Quil. Mm, Z-Quil. Z- it's like when you sleep twice in one day, one's the original sleep and one's the sequel. Are you proud of yourself I'm for that? I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty proud of myself. How's it going on your end? Uh, you know, not so bad. Um, yeah, just living it up. Living 2021, it up. not shaping up to be it, there's some batshit craziness that have has already happened, but we talked about that last time, I think. So No, we did not talk about what happened last week? What happened last week? Nothing. Just like we didn't get political last week. Oh, well, it's not political. It's just like a thing that happened. A thing that happened, right? Well, something happened yesterday and it was very exciting. And I'm oh, yeah, going to choose to revel in that excitement. So 2021, I'll, maybe I'll looking up. It. We'll see. Yeah. I'm going to choose to keep it off the uh, the podcast for now and just revel in it at home. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> so what are we talking about today? Well, this is your episode. It is? This, yes. Oh, no. I didn't prepare anything. You're lying. Hold on. Let me go back in time and fix it. I wish you guys could see his face right now because he looks very, very, very excited. Hey, I'm back from the past. I roll. And I, <laughs> and I did notes that I forgot to do. I used my time machine that I built. Do you want me to tell them what we're talking about? Well, we're talking about a little, well, sort of about a thing called Project Pegasus. Which is not to be confused with the Marvel Project Pegasus, which I don't actually know that much about. I just know that it came up in all my searches, so (sighs) get off my search, Marvel. (laughs) Anyway, mostly I'm talking about the guy who, like, talks about it, right? Right, the lawyer dude. Yeah, he's a lawyer dude. His name's Andrew D. Andrew. Andrew D. Basiago? Basiago. Not to be confused with Asiago, which is a delicious cheese. Or Balenciago's, which is an expensive shoe. Yes. He's a lawyer and owner of the law the law office of Andrew D. Basiago. Alexander Shinara. In Vancouver, Washington. Because apparently there's a Vancouver, Washington. Okay. Their area of practice covers criminal, dispute resolution, estate planning, probate, wills, family, personal injury, administrative, regulatory, banking, civil litigation, civil rights, disability, estate planning, probate, wills, foreclosure, general, insurance, litigation, and torts. I feel like I said some of those more than once. Yawn. What does this have to do with time travel? And all of the lawyer websites I visited, because those are a real thing, listed the law firm as having only one attorney and no user reviews. 
<laughs> so when I said their area of practice covers, what I really meant was his area of practice. His singular area of practice. Yes. So what does this guy have to do with anything? That's what I'm asking. Buckle up. Well, I don't think we've like talked, like, what is Project Pegasus to begin with? You know what? I think it's best if we just get into it. Okay. Not only is he a seemingly self-employed lawyer covering a wide scope of practice, he's also the founder of the website ProjectPegasus.net. We love a good .net. The website is named after an alleged joint CIA-DARPA program from the 60s in which Andrew was involved. Now, what is DARPA? DARPA is the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. It's a research and development agency of the United, State Depa United States Department of Defense. Okay. So there you go. Now I know. Now you know. According to Basiago, between 1962 and 72, the U.S. government ran a time travel operation called Project Pegasus. <laughs> the program led to the successful development of highly advanced technologies, allowing for teleportation, physical time travel, and holographic time travel. I'm so excited. Allegedly... The program was used to contact former presidents, teleport to Mars, and maintain communication with extraterrestrial life forms. <laughs> oh, I love it. Basiago claims that as a child, he was selected from a group of physically gifted children. Okay, well, what makes him so physically gifted? That's a good question. I don't know, because looking oh. at him, I don't know. Don't be rude. He, I, mean, I just mean like he looks like a normal dude. Oh, okay. Um, it's also like his lawyer photo that I saw, right? Anyway, <laughs> this sounds photo. a lot like the plot of X-Men, so it's possible that Marvel just stole this guy's life, right? Oh, well, you know, Physic maybe. Like gifted children. Anyway, they, he was selected from a group of physically gifted children to become a time-traveling liaison intended to meet historical and future dignitaries as well as various extraterrestrial entities. How do I sign up? That's a good question. I guess you'll have to travel back in time to the 60s and 70s. Was I just not gifted And enough? probably be a boy because, you know, it was the 60s. I love that. Basiago says his father had previously worked on the worked for the Ralph M. Parsons Engineering Corporation where he helped develop the technology. Now, the Ralph M. Parsons Foundation is a legitimate company. And just for fun, I'm going to read the About Us section from their website. <laughs> the Ralph M. Parsons Foundation was established in 1961 by the founder of the Ralph M. Parsons Company, a renowned global firm specializing in engineering and construction. In 1976, the foundation became fully independent from the company in which it now has no financial interest. Today, the foundation and Parsons Corporation are completely separate entities and share only Mr. Parsons' name. <laughs> Our grant-making focuses on work with the Los Angeles County, one of the most exciting, dynamic, complex, and quickly evolving environments in the country. Our region's racial, ethnic, cultural, and economic diversity presents extraordinary opportunities for nonprofits seeking to create healthy, vibrant communities and improve the lives of the people they serve. Kind of sounds like they're trying to distance themselves away right. from them. Didn't it? I was wondering. I don't. I'm not going to read the rest of this. It was mainly the first part that I. Felt like I should read because it did sound a lot like they're trying to. They were like, "Um, that's <laughs> yeah. crazy. Mm. We're gonna step over here, and you guys have fun with that. We're just gonna like um 
we're just gonna spread out our resources a little bit. We're just we're just gonna step away. So by the time Basiago was brought to participate in his first jump, his father had already been time traveling for years. Okay, so like keeping it in the family with the time traveling thing. Yeah, so maybe he was like a legacy, and that's how he got. I was to gonna say maybe that's how he was like physically gifted. He was physically di- like gifted, and by being a close proximity to other people who are time travel, time traveling. Yeah, like he was like literally physically gifted by his physical presence yeah. being close to other. <laughs> um, so Daddy Basiago traveled through time Daddy for Basiago <clears throat> for the Curtis Wright Corporation in New Jersey. This is where Andrew would first encounter the portal that he would later use to traverse space-time. Mm-hmm. Basiago describes the portal as two parentheses-shaped booms that were eight feet tall and spaced about ten feet apart. The computer configuration from which the portal was being controlled was described as rudimentary and plugged into the wall with a power cord. Much like today. So who knew that you only needed a little AC power to tear a hole in the space-time continuum? Well, this is like, what, the 1960s, right? Yes. Did they have computers? Well, I would suppose, right, they did have computers, right? Yeah, they, it was like, they had computers, but it was like a lot. They did say like rudimentary computers, yeah. like the ones that took up entire rooms. Mm-hmm. You oh. had to have like two people carry like a few kilobytes worth of space disk and to put someone in. running on like a hamster wheel to keep it going uh-huh yeah um so yeah not that much power required to punch a hole in time apparently the machine created something called a vortal tunnel from radiant energy okay okay it was capable of bending the fabric of reality the energy was discovered by benjamin franklin nikola tesla after his death <laughs> A schematic was discovered by the government in his New York apartment in 1943. That's Nikola Tesla's apartment. Not Apparently, Benjamin Franklin's. Not Benjamin Franklin. Apparently, he discovered. they discovered a schematic in Nikola Tesla's apartment after his death. Okay. It was used to create what Basiago calls a plasma confinement chamber. Users would jump into the chamber before being transported to a different location or moment in time. On his first journey, he teleported to the state capital of New Mexico. However, he remained in the same time period. So he just teleported. Because oh, it's okay. not just time travel, just, it's teleportation as well. I was going to say. Later on, he was able to pinpoint the Capitol building as a central location for the program after speaking to a woman who claimed to see people materialize there. <laughs> He continued his training by taking short jumps a few hours into the past in order to get used to the sensation. Okay. Eventually. Not bad. He was ready. And I don't think I put it in my notes, but the reason they picked children is because they were easy. It was easier for them to recover from the strain of time, of traveling? time traveling. Well, I can over imagine. and over. Um, so probably messes with your metabolism or something like that. Yeah, something right. Protein, I don't know. So he claims to have traveled to Ford's Theater on the night of President Abraham Lincoln's assassination five or six times. And he didn't stop that? Well, I don't know why he wants to um, see Abraham Lincoln be assassinated six times, but anyway. He also it was like cl- after the assassination, Abraham Lincoln was just too strong. What? 
like why didn't he stop the assassination of abraham lincoln well i don't know uh, well actually you know what we, i think we get into that later oh, okay um because there's like a theory on time travel where this is like the butterfly effect once something has happened it becomes a fixed point in time and no matter what you try to do you know what we're going to talk about okay, it. okay okay um he also claims he was captured in a photograph at gettysburg in 1863 do we have that photo it's on the internet I can give it to you. Okay. <laughs> um, it's like a blurry picture of a boy at the Gettysburg Address, and basically he points at it. And he's like, "Yeah, that was me." So, okay. Yeah, maybe. He said each of his visits to the past was different, and I have a quote from him: "Like they were sending us to slightly different alternative alternative realities on adjacent timelines." As these visits began to accumulate, I twice ran into myself during two different visits. Do you think that would be confusing for him? Yes. Like? Being sent back in time to the same place and moment, but from different starting points in the present, allowed two of himself, because that's a word, yeah. sort of, to be in Ford's theater at the same time in 1865. So there's like two little kids running around. Right. And they're like, hey. Hey, I know you. There I was. Oh my God, there I am. Um. He also traveled to Washington's tent during the Revolutionary War and to the time of the man himself, Jesus. Oh, my God. No. Yeah. Well, you know what? Jesus was a real person, but. Maybe. Allegedly. He claimed the government wanted to check the accuracy of historical accounts surrounding the three figures. Apparently, their significance and the fact that they had been written about extensively made the government want to send Time-jumping children to check up on them. To check on Jesus. I guess, To yeah. make sure he's about what he's hey, about. Hey, go see what this dude's all about, right? Can you go check on Jesus real quick? Jesus is just doing card tricks. He's like, guys, I don't know how to tell you this, but... Putting like little wine droplets into wine. He's got a Mio. Yeah. <laughs> a wine Mio. <laughs> Somebody get on that. All I'm saying is, you mixed water with wine in those times because it was thick. That's all I'm saying. I'm not going to get into He's it. He's got like a block of wine that he just throws in there. I know you're concerned that the past gets all the action. but I wasn't, but now I am. Basiago also claims to have traveled to the year 2045. How's that going? There, he was transported to a building made of emerald and tungsten steel. Okay, sounds pretty. Yeah, sounds legit. And given... Well, tungsten's what your ring is made out of. Oh, really? Yeah. Ooh. So think of like that and emeralds. On like a building On scale. On a building. It's Minecraft. He tra he teleported to Minecraft. Um, He was given a miniature canister of microfilm to bring back to the 70s. Like film. Yeah, like microfilm. Yeah. The microfilm held knowledge of every historical event set to take place up to the point he received the microfilm. So, yeah. Okay. Microfilm. From 2045. That we have to develop. Yeah. It's weird that they didn't give him like a USB or something. You well, know? You, they probably couldn't give him a USB to take back to 1970. Well, they could have gave him a MacBook to bring back with him. And, and how would like they power? Shut down a whole power grid trying to power. The thing you probably. know what? They're opening up time on an AC power connection. That's true. Probably can run a MacBook. I'm just saying they probably, uh, you know what? Okay, moving on. It seems like they could have given him something. Like, giving them some important stuff, right? Made the world a better place? Oh, yes. But then you're... These but then fixated maybe, points of time. You're right. You're right. You so... 
you gotta think like a time traveler. About three or four years ago, he caused a stir in the media by claiming Barack Obama had been part of the same time travel program. <laughs> Did Barack ever comment on that? The crazy part is the claim actually got a response from the White House. Did they? They obviously denied the shit out of the claim because obviously they did. But don't you find it a little strange that they even bothered to respond? To be fair. A little sus. The Pentagon did release evidence about aliens. It's a smokescreen to distract from the fact that Obama is a time traveler. I want to know like what Obama said about it. You know what? That's a good question. Like, I know we got correspondence from, like, the White House, but what did Obama say? Obama just shot finger guns at the press. <laughs> Here we go. White House denies CIA teleported Obama to Mars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, press briefing. Here we go. Page not found. Fuck. All right. I can't find it, but I do have a good quote from it. Okay. Officially... The White House says Obama never went to Mars. Quote, only if you count watching Marvin the Martian, said Tommy Victor, the spokesman for the National Security Council. So, yeah, I, I can't find the... Sounds like they <clears throat> denied him going to Mars, but they did not deny him being a time traveler. That's true. The place where the statement was said page not found. So, you know what? That's because somebody time traveling took it down. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Obama, going by the name Barry Sotero, oh. was teleported to Mars at the age of 19. Okay. Obama was sent on this mission to communicate with not only the extraterrestrials living on the red planet, but also Martian animals. Like little alien animals? Little alien animals. I would pet them still. In 2012, Basiago claimed in a speech that he has photographic evidence of intelligent life on Mars. The picture allegedly depicts a Martian carving a rock on the planet's surface with a handsaw. Okay. Do we have that picture? I don't have that picture, but we could probably find it. Okay. Now, it's about to get even more nuts, so. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Because in 2016, Basiago ran for president. Did he really? Yes. Unfortunately, question mark. What was his party? He was a write-in. I've seen that he was an independent write-in, and I've also seen that he was a Democratic write-in. Because I don't remember that at all. So he didn't make it past the primaries. Don't worry, though, because he has future knowledge that at some point before or during 2028, he will be elected president or vice president. You know what? I've lived through the past four years. Now, this is a quote from him. I have prior knowledge that not only will I run for president, but that during one of the elections, which would have to be between 2016 and 2028. He's already missed out on two Because of I'm not running past that. I'm either elected president or vice president. He says this information was given to him either by members of the CIA or members of Project Pegasus with CIA connections. Well, do you uh, think now that he's out here like blabbing about it, they're like, no. See, I don't know. It was worded weird though, so I don't know which one, who his contacts were. Oh, you see, he could run in 2028, right? 24 and 28. Yeah, assuming. Yeah, he could. Current president lasts for eight years. Oh, I got you. Yeah, yeah. 
Anyway, in 2016, Bastiago was unable to get his name on the ballot in all 50 states because running a presidential election is fucking expensive. Yes. Apparently, it would have cost $5 million. He couldn't come up with the money. Only surprise, $5 surprise. So he ran as an independent write-in candidate. Which costs like what? I don't know. $2 million. I don't think it costs anything. It's just like, hey, write me in. <laughs> now, continuing the trend of things getting crazier as we go along. Okay. His policies? Not totally insane. Really? A lot of his platform involves progressive policies like investing in public education, green energy, net neutrality, and religious tolerance. Yeah. I can see why some people wouldn't be for that, given this past election. But those are surprisingly normal things. Yeah. So, like, what they the fuck? They seem very progressive. If we judged his candidacy on just those aspects, he would probably fit in with most far-left progressive ideologies. Right. But, and this is a big but. Big but. A big old but. <laughs> the real meat and potatoes of his candidacy involve revealing the government's biggest secret dot 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 my notes say pause for drama pausing for drama time travel see that's why he's not going to get elected because now the cia cia won't let him right because he's out there trying to like reveal secrets and shit yeah it's crazy like dude we set you up what's up you knew not to do this now quote from him another quote for 70 years, the U.S. government has been concealing advanced technologies because they might be socially, economically, or technically disruptive in nature. Okay. These technologies include the teleportation technology developed by DARPA's Project Pegasus. They also include cancer cures. Big pharma. Oh, I thought there was going to be more than that. Wait, <laughs> the quote continues. The government should begin a program to declassify and deploy this knowledge the standard of technical disclosure should be what provides the people the best available technology. This will enable the United States to reclaim its mantle as the world's catalyst of applied science. You know what? I can't tell you how much money I would spend to not have to sit on a plane for like 16 hours. That's true. If I could just be what if there there's a fly on the other side though, you know? Huh? I don't know how much money I would tell you I would pay to get these gooses to stop fucking honking. <laughs> He wants to declassify and reveal all technology related to quantum transportation, as well as the United States history of time travel technology, including, obviously, the chronovisor. Chronovisor? What's that? I'm so glad you asked. Oh, my, okay. my next note said, wait, Billy, what's a chronovisor? So you played right into that. <laughs> you know your audience. I do. Well, it... <laughs> It's the holographic teleportation machine that Basiago used to speak to George Washington. Is this kind of like what they do in Star Wars? Ooh, I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, kind of. <laughs> Look at me. So anyway, that's what that is. Duh. Read a book. God, it's just a chronovisor. It's just a chronovisor. Also, even though time travel for every citizen would be chaotic, batshit insanity. True. Basiago is passionate that everyone should have access to teleportation. But like, have you seen the airport? True. Is it not crazy and chaotic? You just like go through security and be like, and you're there. Wouldn't that be cool? Seeing as it could solve many of our transportation problems. On top of that, Basiago wants all still living former presidents to publicly, pub, 
publicly publicly admit that they were given previous knowledge of their futures. They were all picked specifically to become president, and they all knew about it. So it's time to fess up, Bill Clinton. I was going to say, who's all left? George W. Bush, Bill Clinton, Obama. There's some older ones that are still around, I think. Uh, What's his name? Jimmy Carter. I was going to say Jimmy Carter. He's out there building houses. He's alive still, right? He's like 90-something. Oh, yeah. Jimmy Carter's 96. Nice. Looking good, Jimmy. He was born in 1924. Same. Well, you know what? Uh, What's her name? older than that. Betty Betty White. White, Yeah. Pretty sure she's a robot. George W. Bush is 74. Oh, really? Wow. So the government would also have to confess to the public that they've had the truth of a long-standing extraterrestrial presence withheld from them. This extraterrestrial presence began when humans first developed and used atomic weapons. Apparently, the use of atomic weapons creates a tear in the fabric of space-time. Does it now? In the eyes of the ETs, this is the absolute worst thing we can do to the universe. Just tear holes in it. This is like um, space pollution. Yeah, yeah, space-time pollution. It's like the greenhouse effect on a cosmic scale. I was going to say like black holes, just like ripping into existence and like dissolving. Yeah. The same way. Just eating whole galaxies. Yeah. It's Galactus. Eating stars. Now, is it possible that any of this actually happened? Well, I'm going to let the listeners decide that. I will say that Andy also lost the 2020 election, which he also participated in. Did he really? I read an article that, and I read an article that said when Basiago didn't win the 2020 election, space-time fractured and gave us the darkest timeline. You know what? Anyway, you got eight years to convince us, my dude, so... He's going to get like a nice GoFundMe going. If he wins president or vice president, can you imagine? Conspiracy people are going to go fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. And despite that being five pages of shit, that's all I got on that. Okay. So I'm going to... I have a few more things to talk about. I want to talk about paradoxes because we're talking about time travel and we can't talk about time travel without talking about time travel paradoxes. Okay. Okay, and it's going to answer some of the stuff we mentioned earlier, or that you asked earlier. So the first paradox we're going to talk about is called a predestination paradox. Okay. A predestination paradox occurs when the actions of a person traveling back in time becomes part of past events and may ultimately cause the event he is trying to prevent to take place. This results in a temporal causality loop in which event one in the past influences event two in the future. It's like when you get all those... Uh, which then causes event one to occur. This is like all those like time-traveling like cartoon episodes, right? I don't know. Like what? Like Family Guy. Oh, where they cause what the thing to actually happen? Yeah. Yeah. So with this circular loop of events ensuring that history is not altered by the time-traveler, and that any attempts to stop something from happening in the past will simply lead to the cause itself instead of stopping it. This paradox suggests that things are always destined to turn out the same way, and that whatever has happened must happen. I'm pretty sure this is an... But you're talking about those like fixated points in history? Yeah. I'm pretty sure this is an ontological paradox, and I think these all might actually be. 
What is ontological? Ontological paradox is basically like they said, you go back in time and inadvertently cause the future that you came from. Oh, okay. Uh, does it sound complicated? Yes. So imagine that your lover dies in a hit and run car accident. Right. Okay. Which God forbid, because in that case, I assume that would be me. And you travel back in time to save her from her fate. Only to find that on your way to the accident, you are the one who accidentally runs her over. Your attempt to change the past has therefore resulted in a predestination paradox. One way of dealing with this type of paradox is to assume that the version of events you have experienced are already built into a self-consistent version of reality, and that by trying to alter the past, you will not you will only end up fulfilling your role in creating an event in history, not altering it. My mind is blown. So this is kind of like, did you ever watch the movie The Time Traveler? No. So he builds, a, he builds a time machine to go back in time and save his wife from getting ran over. Right. So he keeps saving her, but she keeps dying anyway. So he says he has to watch her die like a thousand different ways. That sounds traumatizing. Yeah. So basically, uh, man, that was a really good quote, and I can't remember what it was. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. The next one is called a bootstrap paradox. Bootstrap. A bootstrap paradox is a type of paradox in which an object, person, or piece of information sent back in time results in an infinite loop where the object has no discernible origin and exists without ever being created. It is also known as an ontological paradox. Oh, we just talked about that. As ontology <laughs> is a branch of philosophy concerned with the nature of being or existence. Okay. Okay. So, I was a little off on my description of ontological paradoxes. But I'm, I'm all caught up now and I understand. But let's say George Lucas traveled back in time and gave himself the scripts for the Star Wars movies. Okay. Which he then goes on to direct and, and gain great fame... Four, that would create a bootstrap paradox involving information as the scripts have no true point of creation or origin. Okay. Because he came back in time and gave himself scripts that he himself then did not write and used to make a movie. But then like, where do the scripts come from? Right. He just like finds them. He's like, I must tell my past self about these scripts. So a bootstrap paradox involving a person could be, say, a 20-year-old male time traveler goes back 21 years, okay? Okay. Meets a woman. No. Has an affair. Don't like it. And returns home three months later he without knowing father. the woman was pregnant. Her child grows up to be the 20-year-old time traveler who travels back 21 years through time, meets a woman, and so on and so on. That's gross. American science fiction writer Robert Heinlein wrote a strange short story involving a sexual paradox in his 1959 classic, All You Zombies, which I'm going to have to read now. <laughs> That's gross. Is that not? It's kind of gross. It's, it's kind of gross. About? I mean, it I'm is kind of gross. I'm grossed out. It's weird to be your own dad, I guess. I am my own father. So these ontological paradoxes imply that the future, present, and past are not defined thus giving scientists an obvious problem on how to then pinpoint the origin of anything, a word customarily referring to the past but now rendered meaningless. Origin is the meaningless word now. Anyway, 
<laughs> Further questions arise as to how the object data was created and by whom. Nevertheless, Einstein's field equations allow for the possibility of closed time loops, with Kip Thorne, the first theoretical physicist to recognize traversable wormholes and backwards time travel as being theoretically possible under certain conditions. My brain hurts. Are you bored? No. Okay. <laughs> You're just like, you're giving me like a look like, God, when's this guy going to shut up? No, that's my, uh, what the fuck do I say to any of that? Look. So the next paradox is called a grandfather paradox. Grandfather paradox concerns self inconsistent solutions to a timeline's history caused by traveling back in time. Okay. For example, if you traveled to the past and killed your grandfather, you, you would, would never be born. You would never have been born and would not have been able to travel to the past. So like he kills a his paradox. grandfather and then he just dissolves. Well, in this situation, you're still alive. You've killed your grandfather in the past. You've created a paradox. He can't go back to the future. He will die. Let's say you did decide to kill your grandfather because he created a dynasty that ruined the world. You figure if you knock him off before he meets your grandmother, then the whole family line, including you, will vanish and the world will be a better place. According to theoretical physicists, the situation could play out as follows. Timeline protection hypothesis. Okay. You pop back in time, walk up to him, point a revolver at his head, you pull the trigger, but the gun fails to fire. The bullets in the chamber have dents in the firing caps. You point the gun elsewhere and pull the trigger. The gun goes off. Pointed at your grandfather, nothing. So you try another method to kill him, but that only leads to scars that in later life he attributed to the world's worst mugger. You can do many things as long as they're not fatal until you're chased off by like a policeman. So essentially... <laughs> so it's like quit trying to kill this guy. So basically time is protecting itself. Okay. Now, there's another hypothesis called multiple universes hypothesis. It's like parallel universes. Basically, you pop back in time, you walk up to him, you shoot him in the head, you return to the present, but you never existed there. Everything about you has been erased, including your family, friends, home, possessions, bank account, and history, but you've just entered a timeline where you never existed. So your original timeline has been erased, has, like exists somewhere else in the multiverse, and that's why you're still able to be alive. Oh. And the, but now you have nothing. Yeah, basically, you've just entered a parallel universe in an alternate timeline. Interesting. The next paradox is called Let's Kill Hitler Paradox. I think I know about this one. And Please earlier, continue. Earlier you said, why didn't he stop Abraham Lincoln from being assassinated? Okay. I think this might talk about it. Similar to the grandfather paradox, which paradoxically prevents your own birth. Paradoxically. The killing Hitler paradox erases your own reason for going back in time to kill him. <laughs> Furthermore, while killing grandpa might have a limited butterfly effect, Killing Hitler would have far-reaching consequences for everyone in the world, even if only for the fact you studied him in, this, in school. Okay. The paradox itself arises from the idea that if you were successful, then there would be no reason to time travel in the first place. Fair. If you killed Hitler, then none of his actions would trickle down through history and cause you to want to make the attempt. Okay. Does that make sense? It does so far, but then like, there's other things you could... I guess, prevent from happening, such as, you know, Abraham Lincoln being shot and I think a the, reason for having the atomic bombs in the first place. Right. I think the point is, though, that once you went back in time and killed him, 
your future self would have no reason to go back in time to kill him. Okay. Right? Yeah. So, moving on. The next paradox, and the last one, is called Polchinski's Paradox. Polchinski's Paradox. Yes. American theoretical physicist Joseph Polchinski proposed a time paradox scenario in which a billiard ball enters a wormhole and emerges out the other end in the past just in time to collide with its younger version and stop it going into the wormhole in the first place. Polchinski's paradox is taken seriously by physicists as there is nothing in Einstein's general relativity to rule out the possibility of time travel, closed time-like curves or tunnels through space-time. You're going to have to explain that one to me. I didn't quite understand. Okay. Furthermore, it has the advantage of being based upon the laws of motion without having to refer to the indeterministic concept of free will and so presents a better research method for scientists to think about the paradox. I did not explain things. So when Joseph Polchinski proposed the paradox, he had Novikov's self-consistency principle in mind, which basically states that while time travel is possible, time paradoxes are forbidden. However, a number of solutions have been formulated to avoid the inconsistencies Polchinski suggested, which essentially involves the billiard ball delivering a blow which changes its younger version's course, but not enough to stop it entering the wormhole. So this solution is related to the timeline protection hypothesis, which states that a, prob that a probability distortion would occur in order to prevent a paradox from happening. This also helps explain why, if you tried to time travel and murder your grandfather, something will always happen to make that impossible, thus preserving a consistent version of history. So essentially, it's like those other things, but what I'm getting is that your Let's say you are about to walk through a you walk through a wormhole, uh -huh. okay? And then in the past, when you're about to walk through the wormhole, your future self comes through that wormhole and stops you. That would be so freaky. So basically, <laughs> it's like preventing paradoxes by kind of stopping the time travel in the first place. Okay. Kind of. But then, but that's sort of a paradox itself. It's just gonna stop you from even trying to attempt to kill your grandfather. So it's just sort of a specific form of the kill your grandfather paradox. Okay. I'm down with it. All right. And that's actually all I have. Okay. Well, um, what do you, do you, do you believe in, what's his name? Andrew B Balinski? Basiago? Yes. I don't. No, I you don't, don't. You don't believe? Why? Why don't you believe? I just, I, I find it hard to believe that like um have you ever have you ever heard that like when someone's lying they're too specific okay the building was made of emerald and tungsten right barack obama teleported to mars to talk to aliens like i could almost believe the time travel thing but when you start teleporting to talk to aliens and then like why is new mexico the center of like this top secret the New Mexico Capitol building is the center of a top secret time traveling conspiracy. It's not like where aliens are. I don't know. Or is it Arizona? Oh, New Mexico, yeah. Oh, it is New Mexico. Okay. Well, no, I just I think it's a Let's little too specific. Let's put two and two together now. Because I don't think time travel exists. I think it's possible. I don't think it currently exists. 
right? Sure. Because my idea, my my thought is, and this is going to probably make me sound crazy, <laughs> is that everything that seems flat, when you uh, amplify like the Earth, everything that seems flat, <laughs> like a flat, let's say, like a flat wooden surface, right? If you zoom in on it enough, it has pores. Mm -hmm. It's porous. And I think time is the same way. Okay. And like these dimples in time are like wormholes that you can use to travel in time or whatever. I don't know what would be there. And I don't know that it's possible to open them enough, open them up enough to like get in. But I'm really enjoying the little gleam in your eye as you talk about this. I just, I think that there are dimples in time, basically. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm a crazy person. Well, the reasons why you say that you don't believe in time travel, the reasons why I want to believe in time travel, because mm -hmm. the way he's like talking about the rudimentary uh, computers, yeah, like two parentheses shaped orbs, whatever you called them, booms, booms, it's like a pole. I know what a boom is. Okay. Um, but running off of AC power kind of concern like confuses me but then again he's like eight when this is happening yeah so he's like maybe he doesn't really know what he knows AC what it's plugged into right if there's a human-sized hamster wheel running behind it <laughs> right but then like there's also uh like what was that like operation or whatever when they were studying like the hallucinogenic oh things. yeah i'm pretty sure this dude hung out with timothy leary too is that the guy who did the lsd thing he's like a big name in the lsd yeah. community yeah <laughs> So, I don't know. I guess we'll find out like within eight years if he does actually end up being president, though. If he wins president or vice president, I'll re-explore if I believe him. <laughs> uh, but Joe I, Biden dies during his presidency. Okay, God forbid. No, I don't want that. I'm just saying. This is like the time. You're creating this timeline. Okay. Okay. Joe Biden dies during his presidency. Okay. Kamala Harris runs for president. Andrew... Wiskensi. Basiago. Asiago. Basiago. Asiago is her vice president. Okay. For some reason. For some reason. Runs for the 2024 election. Okay. And wins because she did such a good job as vice president. Right. We're theorizing. Theorizing that Kamala and Biden have like done the good things right. that they need to that do. That they said they were going to do. Yeah. Just to clarify, we do not want Joe Biden to die. We're Joe creating die. a theoretical timeline in which Andrew Basiago becomes vice president. So, whenever that, if it does happen, we can refer back to this recording, and you guys can give me money or something because I I predicted it, and yeah. Oh my God. What? Well, I did a. I'm sorry. I did a Google search for Timothy Leary and Andrew Basiago, and there's just like book titles jumping out at me that i feel like i need to read oh dear <laughs> this one uh, this one's called the omniverse transdimensional intelligence time travel and the afterlife oh dear all right okay well, that's let's let's, let, let's step away from that let's not get into that just yet but maybe we should talk about <laughs> timothy leary oh yeah i bet um, to our our whiteboard that we don't have yet <laughs> we have a blackboard we do have a blackboard put it on the blackboard so yeah, that's what I have about, it was kind of about Project Pegasus. Mostly it was Project about- Project Pegasus adjacent. Mostly it was about Andrew Basiago and his claims, and then just two pages of- 
time travel paradoxes because I'm not talking about time travel without talking about paradoxes. Well, I think that's fair. I love time travel. I can see you have like this beautiful gleam in your eyes right now. I feel like I should have done more, but you know what? Maybe there'll be a part two one day. Anyway, to answer your question from before, I do believe theoretically time travel could be possible. I just don't think it exists right now. Well, let us know your thoughts on time travel. You can hit us up on our social medias. And if you're listening to this in the future and you are a time traveler, just like stop by and let me know. Yeah. Yeah. You can find those social medias on our website at com. Was I supposed to add something else? Oh, well, I don't know. I didn't have anything. Well, you can find links to all our places to be listened to. <laughs> yeah, all the places you One can listen to us. paradoxes is coming into play now. It's preventing him from uh, saying Words. our outro. Yeah. Um, you can listen to us on Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Play, anywhere you can find a podcast, Stitcher. iTunes. iTunes. Speaking of iTunes, if you feel so inclined, give us a five-star rating. Give we us can't five stars. see them or read them at this point. But. Right. But it does help, and eventually we'll be able to because we're going to get some Apple product. We'll figure that out eventually. We are. Um, if you like our intro, outro music, you can go to DarrenCurtisMusic.com and find a library full of royalty-free or open source, at least, music to use in your own projects. <laughs> you can follow us on our social medias. As we have mentioned previously. There are links on our website. There's a sidebar. We Click have it. a banner. It's cool. I just saw it for the first time. Really? Yes. For the first time? I never looked at it. It's cool, huh? It is cool. I thought your boy was slipping, but he did a good job. You're doing better than me, baby. Anyway, uh, that, I guess that's it. All right, guys. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, sorry, I kind of, I just like, I got excited and fucking speedballed through this. You know what? That's okay. It's okay. We had limited time anyway. <laughs> so, as always, we are the Boneses. And we are out. out.